Welcome, my friends, to Shaking the Salt with Dr. Peppers. My bio reads from troubled teen to teacher of the year, 100-pound weight loss, blah, blah, blah. You know the sort of thing you're working on in your before and after life story. So at the end of the message, stay tuned if you want to contact me for any reason, including prayers. Thank you. And I'm Dr. Peppers, Shaking the Salt. Here we go. What's that smell? Oh, for the first time in our lives, my husband and I have about seven or eight banana trees in our side yard. And we could not believe all of the bananas it produced. Each one just bore 50, 100, and we were giving bananas away. We were leaving them at the radio. We were even taking them to people we had met at the grocery store. So this year, again, for about the second or third time, we decided to start out with just making some good old homemade banana bread. Yum! I don't know if you like banana bread or not, but I do. Some of us like it with nuts and others without nuts, so we're doing both. But the aroma that fills this house is unbelievable. I'm telling you, wow. Now, the opposite of this is when you go in your closet, maybe where you keep your hamper or dirty clothes, or if you open the refrigerator and somebody has left something in there, you will clean out the entire contents of that refrigerator if you can't find what that is. And it reminds me that my husband had bought some Limburger stinky cheese And he left it open in his drawer where he puts all of his onions and garlics and leeks and stuff like that. But I just could not stand that smell. And I looked all over until I found that rascal. I know that we don't use this as our major sense. As a matter of fact, my cousin and my cousin's dad both were born without a sense of smell. So when we try to describe to them what things smell like or taste like, I'm not sure they really get the full enjoyment of it that most of us do. But I do know that it's a really important aspect of God's description of what our prayers are to Him. He says our prayers are like a sweet-smelling fragrance, an aroma, a delightful aroma to Him. There are other more obscure references in Scripture to the smells or the aromas, and one is in Leviticus, where this nasty type of offering, which to me would just be horrible because it was dealing with everything from, oh, like the entrails, you know what entrails are, and its legs, and the priest, though, shall burn it all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. See, back then, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross hadn't been made, and this was the way that they atoned and paid the debt for sin back then. Also in Ephesians, it says, Walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Aroma. That's Ephesians 5. I like the scripture in Philippians 4.18, 
where Paul, who was very devastated from several things that had happened to him physically, said that, Indeed, I have all, and I abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you. Now, he's talking to the people who had sent him something while he was being jailed and held hostage. But he said to me, those were a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing. So if our prayers that go up to God are a sweet-smelling sacrifice, also the deeds that we do for others. That's what Paul was talking about. Because you have blessed me, he said to some that had sent him some things and brought his perhaps cloak or other items to him. To God, that was a great honor that was done. Now, even though God saw that as a sweet-smelling fragrance, that isn't the way we earn points with God. It isn't earning our salvation for sure. But it is a way to show that we truly believe and practice what we preach by giving God all of the glory when we get something or by truly living out what He tells us to do when he tells us we are to help one another when we're going through hard times. He says, don't just say it. Don't just say, oh, I'm sorry you're cold. Be warm. I hope you find a good coat. Go stand by a fire somewhere. We aren't to do that. We are to help them find warmth, to find a coat, to help out with just a few dollars if we can. If somebody's hungry, aren't you going to feed them? And you know, there's a scripture that Jesus talks about that says, When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. And they asked, Lord, when were you hungry and thirsty? And we fed you and gave you drink. And he said, when you've done it to the least of one of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. We can't physically feed God here on earth. We can't physically give him something to drink, but we can help our neighbors. We can help strangers going through a devastating time. It's a shame that it takes the horrible things of life to bring out the best in people. But isn't it the truth that when we went through the days of 9-11 back in 2001, people joined together more and people were more amiable and people gave to people more? And after this COVID thing, when you hear of people who have need or those who have been hospitalized and you feed their families or the church committee even where you serve on that help set up for those that need food or you do handouts at a food pantry, that's my husband's calling. He has always said that he loves to give out food and to help people. And he was a part of that until the COVID hit. But even now in missionary work, we can still give and we can find ways to help others. There are teams all over the world that are literally going into the darkest places where maybe we can't go anymore, or maybe we've gotten too old, or maybe that's just not your calling. Mine was always to help teenagers and women, especially but also to be a prayer warrior and a prayer partner with people of all ages, men, women, children, teens, it doesn't matter. We can always pray. So that's what I want to do for you right now, my friend, because I know that you, even as I do, have needs. We all have something, perhaps physically, if not us, then a family member. 
spiritually, someone you just wish you could get to go to church with you or you could somehow know for sure where they were going to spend eternity. And if it's not physically or spiritually, it may be emotionally or mentally or financially. So God, right now, I pray for the one that is listening. God, I ask you that you would reach down abundantly and that you would bless them so that they will be a blessing. And God, as they will use this blessing to give you the glory, I ask that you will even multiply according to your riches and glory as you have promised. Thank you, God, that we can come to you 24-7, night, day, any place we are in this world. In whatever state we're in, we have learned to be content even as we go ahead and pray for our needs, for the needs of our loved ones, and certainly, God, for those that don't know you as Savior. My friend, if you have never known Jesus as your Savior, ask him right now just to show you how to turn to you. Even, my friend, listen to me a minute, even if you cry out and say, God, are you really real? Is this Jesus stuff really real? Go ahead, ask him. If that's the way you would confront, I know I did. That's the way I came to know him, because I found out he was real, and he saved my life in all ways. Thank you, Lord, that we can come to you, and you will show us the truth, because you are the truth. My friend, God bless you, and thank you for tuning in with me today. Dr. Pepper, Shaking the Salt. Thanks for staying on, my friend. If you would like to contact me, visit saltandlightministry.com. If you want to share your story with me, ask a question, have me come speak to your group, or maybe just request prayer. Once again, saltandlightministry.com. Thanks, and God bless.